Well, hello. Today on Elevate Ordinary, we're talking Advent, and we actually have three special easy ways you can elevate your Advent season this year. We'll see you in a moment. Well, welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. And I'm Teresa Grodi. And we thank you for joining us again for this ongoing conversation about those daily aspects of our lives that God's sending us, those opportunities for virtue and for holiness and to experience God's love in many ways that we maybe take for granted we haven't really noticed. And our goal here is to pull those out, take a look at them, and maybe maybe see what we were missing. Um, today we're talking, we're looking ahead at the, the holiday season, the holy day season. And Teresa, I know we just passed up your favorite holiday, Halloween. You know, we're, <laughs> we're through that and I, and I know it's, that's difficult for you. We kind of yeah, sped through that this one. This year, year I was really disappointed because the weather was so nice Yeah, yeah. and everybody pooped out on me. <laughs> Halfway through trick or treating, and there was still a whole hour of legal trick or treating. Well, been out there for five hours, so you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and not even the children would come back out with me. I was I was disappointed, but so, that's okay. Life moves on. It Advent. is. Halloween's over, Thanksgiving's over, and here we are. Advent has begun. So in in the ranking, Halloween's at the top, obviously, obviously for you. Mm-hmm. Is is Advent in the Christmas season? Is that maybe second? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I do like Advent because it's the time, and we lived in Northwest Ohio, um, and so it's the time when snow and cold is still really fun, mm-hmm. um, and then once January hits, it gets just awful until April, <laughs> and so, no, I really do enjoy Advent. Yeah. I enjoy yeah, the too. darkness. Yeah, that's yeah. something, we want to talk about that a bit today. So, our topic today, oh, and before I get into our topic, I forgot to remind you that uh, if you like what we're doing here on Awaken Catholic, you can uh, download the Awaken app at theawakenapp.io. It's the best way to, to follow along with the content and all the cool stuff here happening at Awaken Catholic. And while you're at it, um, become a member of the Awaken Nation, a one-time recurring donation. There's actually some uh, exclusive additional stuff in the app that you can get access to, but mainly you become a partner in this work of sharing truth through beauty. And another great way to celebrate this ad- Advent season to prepare for Christmas is to download the Hallow app at hallow.app slash awaken. It's a great app. Many of us here use it. And if you go through our link, hallow.app slash awaken, you can get a free 30-day premium trial subscription and that supports our ministry, and we appreciate that a lot. So, as I was saying, Teresa, we love Advent, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about some of the aspects of it. We like you, you mentioned the darkness; that's a big thing for us. But as I was thinking about this today, it occurred to me, you know, what are are some some ways, three ways in particular, that we can elevate Advent, elevate this this time of the season? And what I love about at least some of the ways that we celebrate Advent, you know, this preparatory time for Christmas. Um, is uh, in the in ways that we we want to suggest to you today. There are ways that are they are connected to ordinary things. Mm-hmm. They're connected to ordinary aspects of the season, um, and and the ordinary aspects of of what we encounter sensually in our day to day lives through the senses. Yeah. So maybe first we should mention how we don't celebrate Advent. Yeah. <laughs> um. So being, I'm I'm a really 
I would say I'm like a choleric sanguine or type A kind of person. You know, the world is my oyster. I can, I, in my mind, um, <laughs> I can take any idea and I can accomplish it. You know, nothing is unaccomplishable. I don't know, except for maybe speech, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, so when we had a family, I had all these ideas of how we were going to make our Advent and other liturgical seasons, you know, just perfect. We we're going to take mm-hmm. all the traditions that everybody always celebrated, you know, and we we're going to mold them into our family and it was going to be this happy thing. And then I had children and I had particularly boisterous children, you know, children that were kind of like me, right? Choleric, <laughs> sanguine children who kind of smashed everything. Um, all your hopes literally, figuratively. <laughs> uh, but what has come out of our Advent traditions has been traditions that are completely organic mm. to our family. Yeah. You know, they grow through um, our lived experience. And one of the lived experiences that we have um, in Northwest Ohio, as I was mentioning, is that at some point, I just, I just saw this the other day. Mm-hmm. So like every day you wake up at midnight and realize it's 6 p.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like in the fall here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's dark by 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that you can very easily, are you not ready for me to go there It's yet? all right. Just, okay. just plunge right into it. <laughs> one of the ways that you can very easily take something that's already happening to you this Advent and embrace it for the season is the darkness. Mm-hmm. That's um, number one. That's yours. Number Embrace one. the darkness. Embrace the darkness. Um, so Christ's birth is the light, you know, it's, he's a shining light, you know, and every week, um, on your Advent wreath with the Advent candles, you light one more candle and it gets a little brighter and a little brighter, um, as you get closer to Christmas. And so what we do, um, typically at our dinner table is we turn off all the lights and, um, we sing, O come, O come Emmanuel, mm-hmm. um, as we're lighting the, uh, Advent candles and, um, you know, we, to eat, we turn on a few more lights, but we kind of keep things dark. Mm-hmm. Um, babe. Yeah, no, I mean, so the, the, the contrast here, that's kind of what we want to get at a little bit with all, all three of these items, these, these challenges that we want to you know, put out there to you. You know, the darkness, if we really want to celebrate and embrace the light of Christmas, the light of Christ, the birth of the light into the world, the light of the world, mm-hmm. well, we have to embrace the darkness first. And it, it, what's uh, what I love about being Catholic is it does, uh, it does, it draws up all the the things of our lives, the material aspects of our lives, the senses. It, it draws us up into our faith. It's all to be one. It's to, to be an integrated faith. So it's so appropriate that the season of Advent comes at this time of the year when yes, it's getting a little cold. It's gray during the day. It gets dark at you know like five thirty or six o'clock. You know. <laughs> You know, the, the kids are outside yelling and screaming at 530. I'm like, quiet, everyone's going to bed. And then I realized, no, it's only 530 at night. Like, no, <laughs> you know, so uh, there we want to embrace that contrast. And again, so what is Advent? Advent is this preparatory time for mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. think of because it's purple, you know, mm-hmm. so the liturgical color is purple and you've got that pink weeks, you know, thrown yeah. in there kind of like yeah. Lent. Sorry, liturgical rose. <laughs> I like saying pink. <laughs> we have three girls. There's a lot of pink. Um, but uh you know, we kind of think of it as another Lent or something like that. There's but that's, that's, ero- yeah, that's yeah. erroneous because during Lent, you are thinking of our Lord's passion. Mm-hmm. You know, our Lord has already come and, you know, he is going to suffer and die for us. But in Advent, we're remembering that the world was in darkness. Right. The world was hopeless, mm-hmm. you know, um, and 
like, so you kind of recreate the church wants you in the liturgical year to kind of recreate this darkness to remember that without Christ, we have no hope. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, a a point we forgot to mention here right off the bat is that one way to elevate ordinary that's outside of this, this three list that we want to give you is you need to celebrate Advent at all. You know, it is very, very easy, you know, to get past Thanksgiving and then suddenly the Christmas music switches on and everybody puts on their stuff and suddenly we're celebrating Christmas long before it's Christmas. As Catholics, Christmas begins on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and you celebrate it for a long time. But our culture tends to, we don't want to get swept up into our culture that celebrates it all first. It kind of, you know, it blows the, it blows all the, the energy and the excitement on all the lead up to Christmas. And then, you know, the day after Christmas. The Christmas, Christmas trees, trees out by the curb, and you're like, "Oh man!" No, we we you know we really want to emphasize the Advent season precisely because of how big of a deal Christmas is. It is twelve days. It's to be big, huge, you know, light, sound, presence, stuff, mm-hmm. the whole deal. But we got to start with Advent, and so you know, w- one of the first easy ways you can elevate your Advent is just to work with the theme, which is this and again, not not quite like Lent, which is more penitential, mm-hmm. my sins, you know, Christ's passion, all, that whole thing. This is more anticipatory, where the world was in darkness and it has seen a great light. And and you know the if you look at the the Christmas the traditional Christmas music, there are hymns specifically O Come O Come Emmanuel, which are are these these dark, quiet, um, meditative, anticipatory hymns that that are looking ahead and they're they're asking in the darkness O Come O Come Emmanuel Lord come. You know, actually, so um, mm-hmm. Nick and Alina De La Torre, who who are those people? Those fine <laughs> founded people. Awakened Catholic. Oh, those people. Um, they have a really beautiful version of mm-hmm. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. I think you can find it on their YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but it's it's gorgeous yeah. and it's it's very Middle Eastern. Sounding. Well, and that that pulls that pulls into our, our our number two. So number one is it during Advent, embrace the darkness. Get out the candles, dim the lights a little bit. You know, embrace that aspect of the season. Find ways to just work with the weather, work with the light to to prepare ourselves for Christmas. But number two is silence, and and silence. I'm going to say or music because uh, silence is not opposed to music. Silence is opposed to noise. What I might say here is is throughout Advent, embrace a lack of noise. Put aside noise. You know, so this may be a season to put aside, you know, the, the excess music, excess stuff, especially maybe the secular Christmas music, which doesn't really help us much, you know, with with uh, the, the true meaning of Christmas. But but set that aside for in favor of silence, in favor of time to really be with this time, this time of preparation. And if you're going to put something in that silence, put something very intentional. Again, like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Find music that really does speak about the Advent season, what it's about, what it's for, what, what we're doing all this for. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a quote I want to read a little bit. And this is, this is a, um, a little foreshadowing to a, a much longer deep dive into silence that we want to do. And I, I noticed you've got your Cardinal Seurat book there, Teresa. You, you can hold that up and talk about it here in a moment. But... There's this great bit from the Screwtape Letters where uh, Screwtape's talking about the, the, the household. So Uncle Screwtape is this senior level demon. This is a classic book of C.S. Lewis. He's giving instruction to tempt this guy. And he, he's talking about the household of, of these two Christian lovers uh, that the, the protagonist has visited. And he writes, 
the whole house and garden is one vast obscenity. It bears a sickening resemblance to the description one human writer made of heaven. The regions where there is only life and therefore all that is not music is silence. And he goes on, music and silence, how I detest them both. How thankful we should be that ever since our father entered hell through um, no square inch of infernal space and no moment of infernal time has been surrendered to either of those abominable forces. Not, but, but all has been occupied by noise. And he goes on from there. Silence and music, you know, they're both intentional. They're both open to reality. They're, they're both a, a place where we, we sit and receive something as opposed to noise where we fill the space. You know, we, we escape from the moment. We try to get away from simply being with, you know, being here now where we are. And so again, my recommendation for this season is especially because it can be so noisy in this season, embrace silence and uh, recognize that intentional, beautiful music intentionally listened to is very connected to this notion of silence. If you're looking for a good read, yeah. this Advent, uh, The Power of Silence by Cardinal Seurat, uh, it's a phenomenal book. It's done in, a, in an interview style. So there's an interviewer and then Cardinal Seurat responds. And this book, I, I, the best way I could liken this, it's very accessible, very readable, um, but it's like a tiger. Like it really plums the depth of your soul. Mm. It is so real, so relatable, and so challenging. Right. I mean, I think every paragraph, and it's not, it's not a negative challenging. I definitely experienced. No. I think not that we need to get into this right now, but like, I I definitely experienced some oppression when I was first mm. reading it. That resolved itself, mm. like within the first few pages. Like I felt like when I was reading it, like this is well, that's how what can happens. mothers ever have this? How can and right. then once it resolved, yeah. this has been one of the most powerful books in my life. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't think it by hearing me talk and filling all of the silent space with no. noise. But um, this is just such a powerful book that never gets old. Yeah, it's, reading it's so and good. It. And, and that experience makes total sense because that, that is a bit what happens when we embrace silence. When we decide, yeah, well, instead of, you know, driving along and listening to the news radio on my way to work, you know, and getting all caught back up into what's going on in the world. It's, if I turn it off, one of our initial experiences first is a little bit of anxiety and consternation. Like, I'm wasting time here. Why am I doing like what, what I'm, I could be doing something. I could be doing something productive with it's this. The quiet accuser. Time. It's the accuser every time yeah. Yeah. he accuses you. And that's how, you know, you got to push through. Right? Yeah. And if you push through again, we could use this season to, to make ourselves more sensitive in our hearts to the voice of the Lord. And especially this week, this year we've had, I mean, the politics and the pandemics and all the other icks that we've been experiencing. <laughs> Ick. This is a great yeah. time. Advent season. Let's prepare for Christmas by embracing some silence. Carve it out. Put it in there. Um, yeah. I'd like to give one more um, mm -hmm. recommendation for silence yeah. during this time, like a practical. Um, find a time in your week or your day where you're particularly worn out, like maybe physically worn out. Um, if you go running or if you exercise or, um, you know, if you have a physical job like waitressing or something like that. When I was in college... Um, and I would close the bar, mm -hmm. I'd get off work and I would be so tired. Sometimes, you know, you work 10, 12 hour days of running on your feet all the time. And you're just, you're like, you're so tired. You can't even, you, you almost can't even like see straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I would go to our college, um, blessed sacrament chapel yeah. and I would just sit there mm -hmm. 
And I couldn't, like, even if I brought something to read, there was no way I could even read it. I was so exhausted, but I would just sit there across from the tabernacle. And over the course of, you know, those days and days and days of just getting off of work and just sitting exhausted in front of Jesus. Um, And the exhaustion, I think, is like key because Mm. you can't bring extra thoughts into it. You're just done. Mm. You know, Um, I would just sit there and the real presence of Jesus, Mm. which I believed in. But he became so he he was another person there. You know, I began to recognize that he's really there. I'm not just talking to my thoughts. I'm not just, you know, making this up. Mm There is an actual presence that is sitting across from me as if there was another human being sitting here in this very room. And that was I couldn't have had that without silence. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I was praying the rosary or reading scripture, I don't think I mean, God could do anything, but I just sitting in silence without, um, when I was exhausted, changed my life. That's such a good point. You know, and we've, we've talked a lot about the virtues on here. We've talked about temperance. We've talked about justice and something I think it's important to always keep in mind here when we talk about any sort of fasting from something, you know, pulling back, abstaining from something, recognize that there's a big, there's a distinction here between fasting from something or giving up something that's bad and fasting from things, not because they're bad, but because we want to make room. We want to prepare the way of the Lord in our hearts to give up something bad is just justice. You know, yeah, you are to give up sin. You don't go to Lent and you give up sin. That doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to always give up sin. That's just justice. No, you give up things that aren't necessarily bad at all. In fact, they may be very good things. You may be a person who, you know, all the time you've got the, you know, the praise and worship radio station going and that's fine. That's good stuff. But the point here is even there though, The Lord fills our life with good things, but Mm -hmm. we need to make a conscious choice to make room in our hearts, Mm -hmm. to make, to make, uh, to bring silence where, where he can enter in and we can hear his voice. Our life can be very noisy with lots of really good things. You know, our social media feeds, our, our radio, you know, not, not awakened Catholic media. I mean, it's all good. hundred percent all the time. Totally. But, but everything else though, it can get quite noisy. Um, and so you have to make a conscious choice sometimes to say, you know what, I'm going to take a break from these very good things because I want to have that space of silence. I don't want to protect it. And I, I think one other little strategy I would want to put out there too is sometimes, especially if it's difficult, focus on the time. Don't focus on the quality. You know, don't go to silence. And say, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here until I have a really high quality spiritual experience. I mean, like, <laughs> you can't, you can't put those expectations on yourself or of, of your creator because he's not a tame lion, but, but focus on the time. Say, you know what? I'm going to give God these 10 minutes. I'm going to sit and it's going to be excruciating because it's the first time I've done it for a long time. I'm just going to be sit and be quiet. And you know, a really helpful uh, tool for sitting there for the 10 minutes is the Hallow app. Make sure you download the Hallow app because you pick a meditation and you can pick the length of time that you've got and then you push play and then you just sit there and you be in silence and the, and the voice will occasionally bring you back in with a bit of scripture or a bit of the rosary or a bit of whatever it is. But the point is you're going to sit there for that time frame. That's a really good strategy. Again, whether you're using the Hallow app or not, but definitely use it. So darkness and silence. And I couldn't come up with a good, necessarily a good catch all word for the third one. What I put down on my notes was simplicity. But what I, what I was mostly thinking of was in, if we're kind of going with the senses here, darkness and light in terms of, of sight, silence and music versus noise in terms of, of our hearing. When I was saying simplicity in my notes, I'm thinking in terms of our, really our, our taste and touch and smell, the other senses that um, you can't have a feast without 
fast. You know, if, if our life is a perpetual feast, then you get to a holiday and it's like, well, this is as Jim Gaffigan says, well, I guess we'll just eat a lot, but we do that every day, you know? <laughs> no, let, let's, uh, a great way to elevate Advent as a spiritual discipline and therefore thereby to elevate Christmas mm-hmm. is to embrace a little bit of simplicity. In fact, again, this may seem a little weird because we associate fasting with a penitential thing, you know, a Friday or a Lent, but no, in the spirit of an anticipation of prepared, of preparing the way of the Lord, mm-hmm. making, making uh, straight, the paths, making a, a room for him in our heart, mm-hmm. consider uh, embracing some form of, of fasting this yeah. advent we we typically keep our decorations down mm-hmm. or not put them up i guess yeah. um until it's just kind of fallen this way i'm not 100 percent sure but we do it after pink sunday mm-hmm. what is that late it's not latari elevate ah, elevate laziness i don't get my christmas tree to like the night before christmas <laughs> Well, we, we play a Christmas tree gamble, actually. Yes. That's what it is. It's a gamble whether or not fun. we're going to get a Christmas tree this Stakes year. Stakes are high, you know. Because nobody has Christmas trees anymore when you wait until after. Is yeah. it? You either get a cheap tree, tree or you get try crying children, you know. So it's like, it's this really fun game that we play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think I, I really like um, putting up the lights in our house, not the Christmas tree lights. I think we put mm-hmm. those up a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but I like putting up a bunch of lights on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, actually. Okay. So yeah. this is our, this is our tradition, um, a few years now, Yeah. but in the evening we'll have milk and cookies mm-hmm. by the Christmas tree with all the other lights off. Mm-hmm. And we read what, the night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. read that out loud. Um, and the, the kids will go to bed with little candles fake candles because <laughs> they're kids and they'll get to keep their candles by their bed at night until yeah. I turn them off, I guess. Um, and so it's just kind of like this, this wonderful anticipation that they know like mm-hmm. tomorrow morning is going to be Christmas and they're going to be presents and stockings full and mm-hmm. it's, we're going to be singing all these, you know, Christmassy songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes a really nice contrast when they wake up and I've put the, the lights up and the garland and the things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 It's I, very precious. It's so precious. Yeah. And all these, you know, embrace the contrast, you know, again, the feasts, yeah. the church gives us like these that. disciplines of feasting and fasting. And we tend to only think of those in terms of our spiritual life. But again, as we often point out here on this show and on many of the shows of Waking Catholic, as Catholics, we're called to an integrated a full, whole human life. The saints were not disintegrated Manichaeans. No, they were full, whole human beings. JP2 here, a full, whole human person. And so um, we recognize that feasting and fasting is not just about, you know, some ethereal spiritual thing. No, to be a whole, full, fruitful human, you need those times of simplicity and those times of wonder and celebration and worship. And, and the contrast makes them better. The fast can really be something spiritual and beautiful uh, and simple. And the, the feast can really be a feast, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I, I want to give you a quick exhortation here from uh, GK Chesterton. Um, there is no more dangerous or disgusting habit than that of celebrating Christmas before it comes <laughs> as I am doing in this article. It is the very essence of a festival that it breaks upon one brilliantly and abruptly that at one moment the great day is not, and the next day, the next moment, the great day is. It reminds me of giving birth, which is what Christmas is about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Yeah. So again, darkness, silence, and then simplicity. Find some ways to incorporate those in. And again, as we've said at the beginning, we entered our married Catholic vocations, uh, parenting and, and, and marriage with a lot of high hopes. We you know sort of a, I don't know, Catholic family land meets Hallmark, you know, Disney Channel sort of Catholic life. And it, it doesn't work out that way. You know, the, the Lord is a great way of introducing children into that and them sort of crushing all your expectations and your high ideals about how great of a person you are. So embrace that, embrace that mess. And what's great about, I think, these three suggestions is it just doesn't take a bunch of crafts and artwork or, you know, tinsel or glitter or whatever. No, embrace the darkness, bring in some silence or some beautiful music, some beautiful chant, you know, or the O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and find some ways to, to fast a little bit in terms of the rest of the senses so that we can really, really can just let her Eat rip when it gets crispy. Everything. <laughs> rip into those stockings in the morning. <laughs> Eat it all. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, well, any, any other things, Teresa? I had a I had a found a cool prayer that I could I could pray for us now. If oh yes, you're all set. Okay, and us, and so this this is an Advent prayer by uh, Henry J M Nowen, who was a was a writer and a priest. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do. Seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people walking in darkness yet seeking the light. To you we say, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. We hope you enjoyed it. You were edified by it. And if you like what we're doing here on Awaken Catholic, I want to invite you, as I said at the beginning, to become a member of the Awaken Nation through a one-time or recurring donation. Your support helps this mission of bringing truth through beauty. You can also download the app, which is a great way to follow the content. But then also, if you're a part of the Awaken Nation, there's some additional talks and, and neat stuff in there available for you. And as I, we also mentioned uh, in between, a great way to practice some silence, man, this, this Advent, is to download the Hallow app. It is a perfect app for helping you, especially if, you, if, if it's difficult, to, to carve out that five minutes or that 10 minutes and just be with God. So go to hallow.app slash awaken because that will allow you to get a 30 day free premium subscription and also supports our ministry, which boy, we really appreciate. It was a great Christmas present to us. So I appreciate that. So Teresa, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time here on Elevate Ordinary. God bless. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.